Hey, what's going on, guys? This is Marcus Pasquitz with RealMax, and thanks for tuning in to the RealMax Tailgate Talks podcast, where we discuss relevant, season-specific topics with ranchers from across North America and hear how their operations have overcome hardships and become more profitable. Today, on our fourth podcast episode, we have a conversation between Haiti Larson, a territory representative here at RealMax, and Jesse Burley, a rancher from Lewistown, Montana. Jesse shares the background of their family ranch and how he came to use RealMax. He also shares the story of a trial he accidentally ran on the product, as well as the results and savings he's proved from using the tubs. With that, let's hear it from Jesse himself. Excellent. Well, good morning, Jesse. Introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your operation and tell us your story. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm a third generation rancher in Lewistown, Montana here. We have a 500 cow calf operation. Uh, our calves will uh, start. We start uh, calving here in February and March. February with the heifers, and first of March with the older cows, and then we'll ship our calves usually that first week in October. Excellent. So, are, you said you're the third generation rancher um, on your operation. Tell us a little bit about the history of the of the ranch. Um, my grandfather bought the ranch in 1952. We used to be used to run a registered Angus and then a commercial herd too. So, and then in '79 we sold out to Stevenson Angus there, the registered herd, and of course we kept the dams. And and uh, yeah, so we've just been commercial since '79. Uh, okay. Great. So, quick question. Share with us how long you have been using RioMax now. I started feeding it last December, about a year now. And I started feeding it last December because uh, we had an awful winter. We started feeding hay in the beginning of October and full feed all the way through. Uh, but the, in December, it actually chinooked off and our grass showed back up. So, I was really short on hay and I went into town here and the local feed guy here said uh, to try these tubs and so I put those these Ryomax tubs out with just the tubs and I was pretty worried that the cows would be trying to bust down into the stackyard and when I went up that next morning nothing was even close to the stackyard everybody was out grazing and or laying down relaxed so I stuck with the tubs and we didn't feed any hay for a month to the older cows here and, and saved on a bunch of hay and made it through. And I noticed that the cows calving, those that older cows, the older bunch calving, we had, uh, and our calves are coming out 80 to 90 pounds, really nice, big, soggy calves. But they were up and going, and the cows were up and licking them off, and, and every, the calving went real great. And... We were actually having problems with locals around here that last spring that uh, calves' nutrition was poor and they were having a tough time having cows mothering up. And so it was really tough calving season last spring for everybody around here. But we kind of seemed to mm-hmm. go through it pretty good. It didn't notice much of a problem. But our biggest savings was the hay. It got us through the through last winter feeding. So, yeah. Right. Yeah, and that's what I've noticed is, I mean, like right now we're feeding 20 pounds of hay a day to our cows, and usually, I mean, we're 
we just started calving the heifers, and and we've had five of them. They slip right out. They're jumped up within ten minutes. They're nursing, so that's been a blessing there. <laughs> but yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, but that's I say we should be feeding thirty to thirty-five pounds of hay a day to our cows. We're we're feeding them twenty, and it's like right now you go out there. Like we got 40 head of heifers out here in the cabin lot, and you feed 1,800 or 1,400-pound uh, bale to them. They eat 20 pounds of hay, and there'll be three to 400 pounds sitting there hay on the ground in the morning, and they'll start cleaning that up. Like right now, they're out there grazing, picking that hay up, and then we'll feed half a bale today, and, and then tomorrow they'll it'll all be cleaned up. But they're, they kind of stick to that 20 pounds, even if you put extra out there. Mhm. Just seems like they're content sooner. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good. So would you say that your hay savings that you've seen is the biggest impact that Rio Max has made on on your ranch or is there something else that you would say is a um a bigger impact? Well, not only the hay but the grass in the summer cuz we feed these year round. I'm keep well, this last year we kept them out there year round. And we also went through a drought and we had a real hard winter this last spring and then or last winter. And then we went through a drought here and the grasshoppers come in and mowed out a little bit of our grass. But I'm noticing that our pastures are lasting twice as long. And I say, go out there and those cows are just content. And then our calves this last year, we were 15 pounds heavier than we were the year before. But like I said, we went through a drought. And I think if we wouldn't have gone through the drought, they would have even been heavier. But like the locals around here, I mean, everybody was 50 to 100 pounds light this year on their calf weights. Mm -hmm. Ours ours were 15 pounds heavier than they were the previous year. So we not only made weight, they're heavier. <laughs> so Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a success for sure. Yeah, and like I say, the only thing, we've been grazing on the same country here since 1952. The only thing that we changed this last year were these Ryomax tubs. Mm -hmm. So I'm pretty impressed with them. But. Good, good. That's great to hear. So what would your advice be to a rancher who hasn't used Ryomax? Um, specifically, say he sees that upfront cost and he gets a little bit of sticker shock. What would be your candid advice? Well, try it, first of all. But the biggest, I mean, the other thing you got to look at, too, is with these tubs, I'm not putting loose mineral out. <clears throat> the mineral is in the pack, in the tubs. So the only thing I'm putting out there is loose salt right next to the tubs so that they're <clears throat> getting salt. And they still need that salt intake. But, yeah, those, between the, the tubs, they're eating a quarter pound a day. And like I say, this fall, when we were feeding, went to feeding hay, they kind of hit them tubs really hard. And then your nutritionist recommended to put a block of salt on it, just a white block of salt on the tub to keep them from camping on it and breaking that stuff down. And as soon as we put that block of salt, they went right back to a quarter pound a day. And and it's, and I say, I'd definitely, I'm going to stick to it and I'd recommend you trying it. And, and like I say, you're going to save on your feed, your hay. And the other thing I know, like I say, you're not feeding other mineral out there so your mineral is a wash there on that but I, I say the my cost wise 
it's 200 or for a month at 500 head i'm spending $2000 more a month or 20 days on this on these tubs but my savings is considerably higher it's about $4000 a month i'm saving on my hay and 5000 on my pasture i'm saving and then like i say the calf gain is up and then your the salvage on the cow she's fatter she's looking better and so my if i have a dry cow come in my salvage is a lot considerably better too and the breed up i noticed too this year even going through the drought we were only four percent open we're usually we're about nine percent on average so our breed up was i think is pushed towards this tubs too so mm -hmm. there's a lot of benefits in in this stuff than just what we were doing previously so yeah yeah no kidding that's that's pretty impressive and that's really great for us to hear when we've got customers that have such amazing results um so the other day you had mentioned to me that you kind of did a an unplanned trial on your state ground um a couple summers ago tell tell me a little bit about that well that was actually this summer we had i well, I picked up a bunch of minerals, so I had a bunch of mineral feeds. So I figured I'd just keep feeding that mineral to my cows with heifer calves on them. Well, that state land is actually cut in half by the highway, and there's exactly the same amount of property on both sides, grass. It's the same water, same creek that feeds both sides there. So when we, when I had them on the south side of the highway, I was just feeding them my regular mineral like I had been in the past. And then when we switched to in July there, when at the grass was a lot tougher and everything was cured out and our hoppers were moving in. I moved them to the north side of the highway and I put those tubs out. Well, that we were in the south side for three weeks and we were on that north side for two and a half months. And we left a bunch of grass over there, which will be nice to come back to this spring. But mm -hmm. the cows did better over there. They ate less and uh, the the calves didn't really pick up, so our calves were lighter, our heifer calves were, and but they're they're looking good. Of course, now I got the calves on the tubs too. But what was noticeable was these cows, the ones that were had heifer calves on them. the three-year-olds were pretty, you know, run down, uh, bony. But the ones that had steer calves on them that were on these tubs from last December, those ones are, I shoot, they like a six to a seven on frame score. I mean, just look good. And couldn't you tell some of them even raised a calf? It looked mm -hmm. so nice. But then we've been feeding these tubs since then. And now those cows that had heifer calves on them, like right now, if you went out there, you couldn't tell. And they did, they picked up and we've had a, like they were still going through a drought this winter. And, but they've picked up quite a bit. And, and that's usually unheard of is our cows gaining weight in the wintertime here. It's, but they've right. back on, and yeah, so I'm kind of excited for the older bunch to start calving here. But, but yeah, that's yeah. We noticed that the pastures lasted longer on the in the same conditions. I guess you'd say. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very exciting. Thanks for sharing. Um, so to wrap up 
thank you for joining us today and helping our listeners providing relevant, meaningful, and engaging content. To finish off, could you share a message to the listeners as to success and sustainability in the ranching industry? What would your message be? No, just keep fighting and keep raising good cattle and uh, just yeah, try to make, save what you can and just keep producing feed for the rest of the world here. We're very few of us left. Thank you very much. Well, Jesse, it has been our pleasure and we're honored to have you on this podcast today. Listeners, thank you very much for tuning in. And Jesse, thank you for giving up your time to be here. We are inspired by the message you've shared with us. And with that, we will wrap up. Thank, thank you all. All right. Thank you. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's episode with Jesse Burley from Lewistown, Montana. If you're enjoying the stories and information we're sharing here on the podcast, I'd encourage you to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. I look forward to next time, and you guys have a good one.